0: You're listening to Get Woke Wellington, brought to you by the National Council of Women's Wellington Branch. Call Prudence toku
1: Co Harita toku Lily toku Co Aisha toku We're NCW Branch members and your Get Woke Wellington hosts. This show allows the National Council of Women to support and inform what us Wally women want in our communities. We also want to raise awareness about the National Council of Women's activities and encourage your membership. You can visit our website or follow us on Facebook and Instagram to find out more. Today we've got a very special guest with us. Sue Kedgley was a New Zealand politician, food campaigner and an author. She's recently released her book called 50 Years a Feminist. Before entering politics, she worked for the United Nations in New York for eight years and for a decade as a television reporter, director and producer in New Zealand. (laughs) So nice to have you here. So, first things first, what motivated you to write this book? Tell us what got you to this point.
2: Well, I really uh, wanted to talk about the last or tell the story of the last 50 years of feminism through the lens of my activism, because I became aware that particularly younger women, many young women didn't know much about the history of the women's movement. We've all heard about the suffrage and how wonderful it was that we were the first nation in the world uh, to give women the vote. And it was an extraordinary achievement. But unfortunately, after we got the vote, not much changed for women in New Zealand. Mm. And it still remained very much a man's world. You know, women's place was in the home and Mm. men uh, ran the world. And really, apart from in the Second World War, women were needed to um, run the factories when the men went to war. But as soon as the war was over, they were... Elbowed aside, mm. and uh, men, you know, took over all the jobs again. So right up until 1971, when we set up uh, the first women's liberation groups in New Zealand, it was basically very little had changed. It was still utterly a man's world. There were two women in Parliament. Men ran everything, virtually mm. in New Zealand, and women were really expected to confine themselves to the home
0: have young people even heard of the word backlash and is that what you're talking about when you say no progress or even some some steps backwards?
2: Well there, yes uh, there's all there was a bit of a backlash I guess to the suffrage because it took another, 40 years before we got the first woman um, in Parliament, mm. um, having got the vote. It, well, it took a, until 1919 to even allow women to stand in Parliament, uh, and then until 1935 to get the first woman elected. And there was, yes, a bit of a backlash because there was still that assumption. You know, it, women don't. It, you know, the public sphere belongs to men mm. and, and women were an intrusion. And and if you look at all the debates about having a woman in Parliament, you know, pe- we don't want petticoats in Parliament. Very <laughs> sneering, very... Cr- and um. But attitudes didn't really change. Mm. Yes, we might have got the vote, but attitudes didn't change. And so really it was left to the Women's Liberation Movement when we started it in the early 70s to change attitudes and... and and indeed changed the whole way that society views women, which is what the women's movement did Hmm. uh, in in the 1970s and since.
1: So then, in the last 50 years or so, um, how have women's lives improved from the time that you're talking about till now?
2: Well, vastly improved in in virtually every respect, And, and you actually have to think back to what it was like in 1971, because it, it was so very different i mean there was there was no rape crisis center in new zealand rape wasn't even mentioned there was no childcare to speak of. Mm. You were just expected to, to you know be in the in the women were expected to be mm. in the home. Abortion was illegal, you had to fly to Australia. As a single woman, you couldn't even get contraceptive. And women couldn't take out a mortgage, couldn't get money. For the most part, you couldn't even open a bank account.
0: I was um, a child in the seventies and I remember being asked if what I wanted to be when I grew up, and always getting raised eyebrows at the things I thought of that I wanted to be. Like, oh, wow. I, I wanted to be a lawyer one. One week, and then next month I wanted to be a fireman, you know, because these looked like the really exciting things on yep. TV. And I always got this, oh, mm, 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 like these yeah, crazy skeptical. eyebrows. Well, for some
2: amazing <gasps> reason, fortunately, I went to university, and you know, women were starting to go to universities. Mm. There were about a third of the uh, of us were women at Victoria University, but really, we were sort of going to be educated wives, you know, to, uh-huh. to get ourselves oh, a husband. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could get a job as a teacher yeah. or some others as but a not nurse actually as a receptionist. Yeah. And then once we had our children, we'd leave the workforce yeah. and um, we'd be full-time looking after women and living vicariously through our husbands oh, for the rest God. of our yes. lives. So yes. that's the way things work. Yeah. And so since then, you know, we've got this incredible amount of legislation Um, we've made uh, sex discrimination illegal. No one had even heard of sexual harassment. The word wasn't even Mm, invented until the 1980s. So there's been huge progress in many areas, but some things like sexual violence and sexual harassment, I don't see that there has been much improvement. I mean, Mm. when I look at... The statistics, it seems almost as bad Mm, as it was in my day.
0: But maybe it takes a woman to invent the legal term and write it into law. Um, for there to then be this empowerment of all women to, um, reco- to, to to claim make these claims. and so you have a bump up perhaps of um, people coming forward because now they know that it exists and that they are victims of something.
2: And you're quite right. It was some women lawyers who coined the term sexual harassment to describe what mm. had happened. To some interns at a law firm. No, what, before that it was just what it was normal. Have a term. You know, it's just what women expected to put yep. up with. And I think you're right too that the Me Too movement has been so important in mm. empowering women to speak up to talk about their sexual abuse and, and sexual harassment, because so many women feel um, ashamed and and you know they just would kept, kept silent and kept it mm. all to themselves and. It, so nobody, until talking about it, bringing it out into the open and putting the responsibility onto the men who yeah. are doing the sexual assault, mm-hmm. clothing, assaulting, yeah. instead of women feeling so terrible, that, so it was almost as though if sex had gone too far or had gone wrong, it was a woman's fault. So yeah. it has completely changed the whole narrative around sexual harassment. I think it's been incredibly empowering. But I was still depressed. Last year they did a survey at Otago University and they said that 15% of the women, or it could have been 17, said they had been raped of the students at Otago University and 25% said that they'd been sexually harassed. And so I thought, well, has that improved since
1: my day? I I don't think so. I think, well, say in the 1970s and 80s, as you said before it even had a phrase or a term, people back then probably went through it but never told anyone because oh, you know like you said before oh, mm-hmm. they thought they've done something to deserve mm-hmm. it or they're the ones that caused it you mm-hmm. know and so they just don't tell anyone you don't tell your siblings you don't tell your parents your friends anyone that this happened to you well when but i told
0: now, when i when i told my sister and my mm-hmm. mum my sister and my mum both rolled their eyes and said oh, oh they that's think you're making nothing it up. no 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 Truly. oh that's nothing oh, this, because you they've know, all
1: been through it too turn up you know yeah. sort
0: of we've all been through that. And then
2: it
1: makes you feel even well, worse. What I say in the
2: book? I didn't. Well, it happened to me, and I was had an attempted rape, and I didn't tell anyone except mm. my flatmate. Certainly didn't bother to tell the police, and I didn't know anyone at Victoria University who wasn't, uh, you know, sexually assaulted and yeah. you know by leering sort of drunken men at, at Victoria University at parties and so forth. But we all just put up with it. We didn't. Mm. We we kept it to ourselves. Mm. So it's fantastic that we're now talking yes. about it, saying it's not okay. People calling and dem- each yeah. other, yeah. Call and and calling for help, other. yes. Yeah, you yeah. need and support. And we're
0: believing one another, mm. and we're not coming w- back yeah. with that
1: terrible response of my family.
2: Because then yeah.
1: you just end up feeling like you should have never said anything at all, right? Because it makes you feel worse. Absolutely. And then I guess now, because they've actually got... Um, Statistics on it—it it means it's being reported. You're not going to have statistics, statistics if it's not reported, right? That's so right. I guess it's a bit hard to compare 1970s, 80s, and 90s to now because back then mm. there were probably so many undocumented cases that's going right. where people never talk e- about rape it. And
2: marriage wasn't even illegal. No, because
1: it's just expected. That's just <laughs> so. Have right? we changed
0: so, b- attitudes, or have we changed behaviour? And, uh, and how do we change? those attitudes so what needs to change next when you when you're talking about men i mean have we changed their attitudes and now it's their behavior
2: well i you know when you think about over the past 50 years women's role has changed radically you know in all mm-hmm. sorts of ways we've surged into the workforce we've redefined we've set up you know women's Music, women's culture. There's libraries with books Mm. about women. And we've reinterpreted and reinvented the female role. But while we've been busily changing and growing, men, for the most part, have stood still. And so I've said, I've actually been saying this for 50 years, that if one sex changes and the other stands still, we're out of sync. You've Mm. got a problem. So I really do believe that it's men's turn to change now and to redefine and reinvent
0: the male role. And um, have you got any theories of how to go about or is it something that we need to step back from oh, and
2: absolutely oh. it's up to men. You know, right. it's it's we, we can't
0: and and there are men who are
2: doing it. I mean there are men who are starting to write books and question and mm. whether it's um, what's his name John Kerwin and others are talking, mm, talking about, about it. depression uh, and talking about depression yeah. and talking about the huge price of suppressing all your feelings and constantly trying to be dominant and of course all the statistics tell you that you know so men dominate our jails um, you know so there is clearly and the men dominate in I mean in mental health mm-hmm. great huge numbers mm-hmm. of men so, uh, you know, we, we do, men need to change, uh, that's what I think, um, if we're going to have, really uh, get beyond these, you know, the, the uh, terrible statistics yeah. about um, sexual violence and abuse. I actually also think that the internet is a problem. It's a, well, it's a new hazard for young women too because all this cyber bullying, we didn't even hear mm. about that. Uh, revenge porn. Mm-hmm. We've never heard about that. So the internet and there's a lot of very unsavory stuff going on in the manosphere on in, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of boys, their education and sex is from Comes watching from the pornography. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's a whole new problem. Mm. So you know we've we've what come t- a long way and solved a lot of problems, but and then problems new problems are coming
1: emerge. up.
0: Yeah. And so what do you what do you have to say about the men um, who are not responding to the cultural evolution of women in a positive way and are actually going down an internet rabbit hole so of so. meninism, which is, or they're calling themselves incels, which I think means involuntary in. celi- involuntarily celibate. celibate. Oh, well, so, that, so, that. so yeah. the response is to. Hate the girls for never wanting to do it with them. What? Yeah, what do you have to say fine. about this, Sue? Well,
2: <laughs> I really, I didn't know anything about them until I read this amazing book last year about a woman. Who, I'm baffled. You got her. Got an alias, and and we'd spent years pretending to be a guy and and infiltrating the male yes. in the male oh, websites wow. on the internet in Kells, the involuntary sellers, they're oh, seething with okay. resentment mm. and well there's yeah, with resentment because women, they can't get women. Yep. So they're furious. They're the involuntary uh, celibates. Once it's a- again,
0: it's our fault, folks. That's
2: because right. we don't say <laughs> anyway, yes to they, them. <laughs> but but the, the, she found,
0: she was just absolutely
2: <laughs> horrified by what she found on the Manosphere. And these guys are all discussing how you can get away with rape 97%, oh, 97.8% of the time, etc. And all this stuff is going on on the internet, which wouldn't be allowed... For one second in the mm, traditional media, that's right. I mean, if some person started talking about how to get away with rape mm. in the Dominion Post, I mean, they wouldn't get they wouldn't get
0: past the first word. Mm. But that's why I call it a rabbit hole because you it can is. actually get yourself. I mean, I've got an adult son who who can get himself spiralled in just through the algorithms mm. of the Reddit and the social media That's that right. he's on, he can find himself down a trail and before too long, he's got comments and things that are very unsavoury um, for him and he's got to sort of peel well, back from... <laughs> from the fact, they, they
2: target young boys. Yeah, because, ah, yes, this it's is easy the woman to influence who did the them. research found. She goes out talking to schools all over England and she suddenly realised that suddenly, just in about six months, the boys she was talking to we started saying things, which is what she'd seen all over the web in, this, in these um, mm. websites. And she then she explored that and found that what they do is they target them through games. You know, you're playing a game yeah. and they target. So they're deliberately targeting. And their idea is that feminism is a cancer They they want to make women subordinate to men again, and this is and and well we are we're a cancer to patriarchy. What about the the (laughs) proud boys? You know, Mister Trump's proud boys. They began as an all male organisation whose goal in life was to um, make women subordinate to men and 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 keep them in the home. And then they've sort of morphed into a. what would we call them? Um, bully boy. Well, more even worse than bully boy. They're sort of almost like a... Ter- well, in fact, they've been classified as a terrorist organisation now by the Canadian government. They right. were behind the January 6th Capitol riots. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be a link between that sort of extreme right-wing groups of men hating women and these um, new terrorist groups sort of mm. emerging. Anyway, it is. It's these are new hazards that unfortunately young women like your, you know, yourselves yeah. to have to navigate are things that we never even had heard about when we were growing up rather innocently. We're talking about these terrible things happening on the manosphere, as they call it, on the internet. <laughs> At the same time, in a way, women are coming into their power for the first time yeah. in centuries. Yeah. You know, we've, in a way, it's never been a better time mm. to be a woman, providing you have some financial mm. resources. And you're not working because any any um, occupation that's dominated by women is low paid. So there's all those problems. But nevertheless, it is you, women today have more choices, more opportunities to do, to make of their lives as they wish, and to do things. And and actually, I think we need to um, let's face it, men have made a bit of a mess uh, at running the world, um, and um, you know yeah. the world is on the brink of ecological collapse. So I think it's our turn now to sort of.
0: Oh, Phil, fancy, I thought you were going to come up with up. a cleaning up analogy, and I was like, "That's that's well,
2: not quite feminist." It's <laughs> gonna, come, no, no, we come need up to with be it is. As, 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 um, as the, the Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg said, she said, "Women are needed wherever decisions are made." Nice. It's time mm-hmm. for us to be the de- to help to yes. make the decisions to to um, f- try to make the world a a saner, safer and um, fairer place. Nice, Mm.
0: yeah.
1: So then what's your challenge to the National Council of Women as it tries to represent all the women of New Zealand, given that it's 2021, women are learning to stand on their own feet, say what they want. What's the challenge now?
2: Well, I think a big challenge is to become um, more diverse uh, and we need to be attracting young women, uh, women of colour, Maori women. You know, we need because let's be honest. Uh, the National Council of Women, which is 125 years mm-hmm. old, which is incredible, a wonderful history. Um, it was predominantly Pakeha older women, yep. and so we need to diversify. But I also think, I mean, it it for years it has been the voice of women. You know, it was the only truly representative. Uh, organisation for women, that's its heritage, and I would like to see it becoming, advocating more loudly on behalf of women, and really being the voice of women in Parliament and elsewhere, mm. because um, the, you know it's so sorely needed.
1: Mm, yep, that's very true. One thing that um, comes to my mind, because I come from an ethnic background, because I'm Indian, quite often A lot of the reason why people from these diverse cultures don't become part of clubs and organisations like NCW is because then they fear that people in their family or society will then say, oh, now you're a feminist, or oh, now you're very, you know, you get all these snide remarks, which people in New Zealand used to get 30, 40 years ago. Those type of comments are still very common in a lot of Asian families, Um, What do you you say? I mean, what's your
0: comeback?
1: Well, personally, I am quite lucky and I don't really go through that um, because I'm a New Zealand-born Indian, I guess. So my parents are not the typical Indian mentality type people because my mum was born here as well and my dad has lived here for more than half his life. Um, But I do know quite a few first-generation New Zealand-born Indians and there are a lot of things they do that are quite different to me because they know their family won't approve you know things like not having a boyfriend until you get married um, not moving out of home until you're married doing the type of degree that your family think is a good profession i.e you know accountant doctor engineer etc and these are people my age I'm 32 so these are people I grew up with so I know that this still kind of mm. happens, and it's not so much because of what New Zealand society is like. It's because the Indians living in New Zealand still have this very society perspective mm. lifestyle, yeah. and it's more about their own type rather than the white Pakia people around the them. Also,
2: the fact that feminism has traditionally, you know, been a lot of women were afraid to call themselves feminists. Can we just feminists. pause
0: for a second, Sue? So and we're recording.
2: Well, right from the word go, there were so many women who didn't like to call themselves feminists because men hate... It, they, it somehow seemed to imply that we were... You know, d- didn't have male approval. And it got lost,
0: backlash. It did it, yeah. get back That's backlash. That's what I was. If you saying were before. a
2: woman that all r- really wanted male approval. You were afraid to call yourself mm. um, a feminist. And so it's not just in ethnic communities, mm. but also it's it's interesting that that uh, in 1975 I went to this big international women's conference, and you know a lot of women were very reluctant to re- relate in to any way to chance. embrace the term women's equality, feminism but you know now in virtually every nation of the world there are these active women's movements there are feminist organizations. In India there's a fantastic huge organization of women and feminists, the Dali women I've met, marvellous women. So um, I, I, I understand and it's, it's taken a long long time for even in New Zealand for yeah. women to say, say that they are feminists and many are still too afraid mm. to say it because they think that somehow they'll gain male disapproval. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: a risk of that backlash. And I guess that that risk never goes away whether you're... Any ethnicity or or, or mm-hmm. orientation, that risk is still there. We've got to be brave and um, That's why it was so embrace great when women these. Like
2: Beyonce, and that you know, yeah. like a global superstar. Yeah, because everyone saying. listens to okay. people doing, like her. I am a feminist, and suddenly she made feminism. Seem cool. positive and yep. cool, whereas before it was sort of like almost like a term of abuse for many yeah, people. Yeah, and
0: I think a so. Lot what of... do you say to to a young women who say, "Oh, I'm not a feminist," <laughs> but but we're discussing <laughs> feminist issues as far as you're concerned? What's what's your backlash back?
2: <laughs> well, um, you know, I I'm incredibly proud to call myself a feminist and always was, and you know, I, I think that feminism has done has improved women's lives so much mm. in New Zealand whether whether they've identified with the movement or not so true and so all of us in my view should be proud, proud. to call ourselves feminists yeah. and um, it's not it's not an anti-man thing it's just saying that we women mm. you know are coming into our own we're here as uh, you know we we're, want, equal. we we're equal we want respect we want to do our thing mm. and um you know, if men feel threatened, well, you know, it's time they step up. Stepped they should step up, up. and um, we'll keep up with and, the times. And, and, you know what, what, what's so what's so terrifying? It's because they about feel threatened. Someone is your equal,
1: <laughs> but I think because and you said it just now that a lot of people think being a feminist means you're anti man. It does, and that that that's the, the problem. problem. Mm, being a feminist doesn't mean you hate men. No. I mean, I call myself a feminist, but I'm married to a man, so I clearly Likewise. don't hate men. I've been married um, for 30-odd you know, years. So that's, it's like the media has spun what the word feminist mean, and they make people think, oh no, it means that they hate all men, and they just have a woman group of their well, own. Type all I of thing. Can say is, back in
2: 1971, when we were setting up Women's Liberation, they just assumed, they said, if you're a feminist... You must be a man-hating lesbian with a chip <laughs> on your shoulder. Yeah. So, you know, we, were, we, we were ridiculed and sneered at. Never bothered us. We just got on and did our own uh, thing. And I guess that's, because, that's because the ad-
0: media was owned exclusively by men, by by men, men. at yep. the time. Rich, rich. Yeah. No, so the, men, there we know, are, the, we're framed. The media
2: apologising for their treatment of Māori, <gasps> as they yes. certainly should. But this, I think they could also apologise for their treatment of <laughs> women, frankly.
1: <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, it's been such a good conversation with you like the time is just flowing by um we'll have to have you on again for an interview soon to talk about yeah all the, the other things book. that we didn't have time to touch on <laughs> um but for all of you listeners out there get to unity books and buy her book it's a really good read um, What's it called again? Fifty Years of Feminists, and it's any bookstore, not only oh, the wonderful Unity. Books. There we go, but oh, Unity books did cheap her plug book for launch, Unity. So <laughs> I would recommend buying it from there, but you so can bad. buy it from anywhere. So thanks for listening, everyone, and Ciara, thanks, so. thanks for your time, Sue. Pleasure. Thank you so much.